0: Om Namo Narayanaya, Jai swaminarayan. Narayan, welcome back. Today we are talking about prophets, as promised in a previous episode. Before we do though, let's do a little reading, just kind of segues a little bit in today's theme. This is from the Rig Veda, one of the hymns, just a very short one, even far away. Sorry, even far and wide, O Varuna and Mitra, doth your grace extend. May I obtain your kind goodwill from you, benign gods, may we gain fully food for sustenance, Saksh, O ye Rudras, may we be guard us, O Rudras. With your guards, save us, you who are skilled to save. May we subdue ourselves. Or may we, O wondrously strong Rudras, enjoy another solemn feast, ourselves with our sons and our progeny. My apologies if you heard a motorcycle go by. In the middle of that hymn, my apologies to the rudras, such as the modern world we live in. Here I was trying to set the stage, but actually that annoying motorcycle is perfect. For our discussion of profits today, because it's profits and the modern world. Before we do that, though, technical housekeeping... So, I wasn't here last week, because I recorded basically today's episode, and I went back, and I um, was putting in the chapters, and there was no sound. <laughs> there was absolutely no sound, and I did, it was very frustrating, 45 minutes of going on and on for just making a fool of myself, um, hopefully there is sound today. Why was there no sound? I don't really know, but I think I messed something up because I was experimenting with a new camera. If you go back on my previous two episodes, you know that I got a new camera. And it was okay, quality-wise, it was excellent, but I was sort of doing a Mr. Roboto thing, which is way better than the pixelization I used to have. And so I was doing one more test, which was trying to connect directly through YouTube versus the encoder, because the encoder was doing the jumping. This is me demonstrating I'm jumping right now. I don't know if it's jumping. I don't, I'm hoping this is not. But I spent a half hour trying to connect my webcam, brand new webcam, to YouTube. I could not do it. I re-downloaded a program, I went through my task manager, cleaned everything out because it said the app was being used by something. I restarted, oh, I did everything imaginable, and I'm pretty tech-savvy, nothing. So I just said to heck with it, and I got on and, and did an episode with my really bad camera, and, um, and then the sound didn't happen, so at some point I must have messed the sound up, which was okay. At the end of the day, because when I looked at my really bad camera and the quality, it's like, I this is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed by this. 50-something episodes later, I can't do this anymore. And... I was going to do another episode to replace it, but I had a really busy week. And I'll just fill you in really briefly here. Uh, I'm starting a business uh, with my girlfriend, and that's taking up a lot of time. I spent like three hours on Yelp on Friday going through all the businesses within a 30-mile range in every direction, every website. Like, okay, why do they have one star rating why does this have five and i was like working on the internet site or the internet uh, my website at the same time with things i was learning and i'm doing lots of research i was writing a contract or editing a- So I've been really busy with that, and I just had no time to do another show. Also, my girlfriend ran a 50K on Saturday, so that knocked out a whole day. Uh, She did it in 7 hours and 45 minutes with a 9-hour cutoff, so she made it in time. It was really hard. It was in a trail that was up a hill, and it was really rustic. She fell in the mud. Lots of people got lost. It was really rough. It's her second 50K She's aiming for a hundred miler in the next few years. Um, so that was, that was a big day. And then Sunday, you know, both of us just like... <laughs> we ended up sitting and watching Shawshank Redemption, which I'd never seen, but is an excellent, excellent movie. And it has Clancy Brown in it, who I just am a huge fan of. Um, but that was such a good movie. And, I, you know, between all this, there was just no time to do another episode. And, and I was whatever. So here we are now with another new camera because <laughs> once I saw the sound was out and I spent a half hour trying to connect to YouTube never could but it was done I put it back in the mail and I upgraded I'm using Logitech for anyone who's interested knock over some boxes I'm using this which was the next one up spent a little more money but supposedly this is really good it looks good I'm looking at a screen and the camera here, and it looks good to me. Hopefully, I'm not doing this. Yet again, I can't connect directly to YouTube. I don't know why. I do not know why it won't let me. So I'm using my encoder. And it's a free encoder. I don't want to start spending money on a monthly thing. But if I have to, I have to. But at least the quality is better. Hopefully, I'm not jumping around too much. And hopefully, you can hear me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, anyways, we're back, and hopefully this camera will work, hopefully the quality is good, hopefully the sound is good, it's about time on this show. Thank you all for hanging out with me in 50-something episodes, but we're back, and today we're going to talk profits, and we're going to talk the modern world, this is a world of cameras and electronics and all this, and hopefully you enjoy this, this is going to be a little bit of a cheerleader episode we got this or we need this or we need to do this something like that I want to read today something that I found online that I thought was very interesting this will not be the first time that we talk about sorry this is the first time we talk about prophets but this will not be the last time this is just a nice little introductory to talking about them again in the future uh, and we're not going to really even dig into them so much today. Just sort of skin the surface a little bit about the value of profits. Before we do that, I'm just going to check something here. I, I'm so neurotic with my computer now. And like, am I doing broadcasting? You know, it looks like I'm broadcasting. Okay. Hopefully, you can hear me. Um, actually, in case chat, the chat window is open. And, and we're good to go. So uh, I think we're good to go. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's talk about prophets. So this is an article that is actually by a Seventh-day Adventist, a Christian. So I'm not going to be reading the whole thing. There's a few Christian things that I've decided to just skip over. It really won't impact the gist of this essay. And the reason I liked it and I wanted to share it. Because I think the essence of a prophet, it, it goes beyond just Christianity. Obviously, we have the prophet in, you know, in uh, Islam. And we have prophets in uh, Sanatana Dharma too. I do think Christianity and Judaism put a lot of emphasis into their prophets. I mean, we look at the book of Revelation. But we have them in Sanatana Dharma. Um, they're just... It's a little different, and I, and I just... I think maybe uh, some of the prophets in Sanatana Dharma didn't label themselves as prophets. I'm a prophet, pay attention to me. They weren't. They were just great men or great teachers who had some prophetic wisdom. But it's very important, so even though this article was written by a Adventist, the feeling is still here. Um, You can read the whole article if you want. There's actually a link down below, so you can go to that and link. Well, let's dive in. I'm going to read and I'm going to comment back and forth like that. This is an article written by a fellow named Andy Roman on his website from July 20th, 2019. It's called, The Church Needs the Voice of the Prophets, Not the Voice of Puppets. And this was 2019. I'm recording this video in 2023. The world has changed a lot, but some messages haven't changed. And as I attempted to read in the Rig Veda, we can use the messages of the gods these days. May we obtain their goodwill. May we have sustenance from them. And, you know, may we enjoy these gods. That is the request said thousands and thousands of years ago. Still the same request today. And it's still the same request now as it was when this article was written. Anyways, let's read a little bit. We need the prophetic voice of the Elijah message, the Elijah biblical prophet, to be revived once again in the church today. God's ancient prophecies predict that there will be a voice that will usher in the coming of the Lord. That voice is represented by a worldwide movement that will proclaim a prophetic message. And this work will prepare a people for the great day of God. Now, this is obviously Christian, and it's talking about revelation. And we in Sanatana Dharma do not believe in revelation and the descent of heaven, and Jesus will battle the devil and all that stuff. But... Let's look at the gist of this. We need a prophetic voice, it says. Do we? I think we do. I think the world's a dark place. We need the prophets. And we need to all speak and share the words of the prophets to prepare for the future, because in Sanatana Dharma, the future is the Kali Yuga, and it's dark. It's darker than it is now. And here in America, we just arrested our president, ex-president. It's pretty dark. And there are people who want to take Trump off the ballot. In the name of saving democracy, you will go to the ballot and have Joe Biden and nobody else. In the name of saving democracy. Many of us think that is very dark. So we need the prophetic voice. What is that prophetic voice? Who is that prophetic voice? Let us move on before we attempt to answer that question. To continue to read, many are wondering what should be the next step for God's people. What should the church do today in this time of great division, rebellion, perplexity, and confusion? The answer is clear. Resurrect the prophetic voice with all of its counsels and admonitions as found in the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. It's very interesting. So this article says we need we need the prophetic voice. Now, how are we going to get it? What is it? Well, we're going to resurrect, according to this article, the prophetic voice of the Bible. Okay, Essentially, the prophetic voice of the past. Which means, not necessarily Joe Blow down the street. Not necessarily Donald Trump. Not necessarily uh, Prime Minister Modi. Or King Charles III. Or Deepak Chopra. I don't really know not necessarily those people. What this is saying is, we need the prophecy of the past, as I read at the beginning. We need the words that paved the way. And th- this is the part I really liked of this. It says we need to resurrect the prophetic voice in the church or in the community, whatever you understand on this channel. In your head, you replace the word church with, you know, temple or synagogue or whatever. But We need the prophetic voice with all of its counsels and admonitions. So we need the counselors. It's not just one person standing up going, I'm your guru and you're going to listen to me. No. The guru doesn't work alone. The prophet doesn't work alone. The prophet works with a group of counselors and a group of people and a group of advisors. And together there is wisdom. And that's very interesting. So we ask, who is a prophet? Well, maybe it's not one person standing up alone. Maybe it's others. Maybe, maybe. Let us continue to read. Let the same voice and the same message that stirred the hearts of men and women and that brought the church into existence be preached in every church and from every pulpit. Well, for us on this channel, we don't have churches, we don't have... Well, we sort of do pulpits, but let us preach this message. It's an old message, but has it gone out of date? No. There's other messages too. I'm going to reach behind me, and this is so unglamorous. Um, gosh, here it is, Vato. Here's the words of the successor of Swaminarayan from shy of like, I don't know, shy of 150, 200 years ago. These words are not out of date. Do people know these words? Not necessarily. But they should. We need to reach back and let that voice that founded a founded a religion or let that voice and message that stirred Sri Chaitanya or Adi Shankara or whoever, we need to bring back that voice, not replace it, not find a new one. We need to reach deep, deep into the past. The scriptures, the ones that I read on this channel. That's what this article says. So, let us continue. Many in this generation are either spiritually dead or dying. I would totally agree with that. (laughs) I'm sure many of you would too. And change will never come until the message of repentance is revived again. Oh, that's good. That's good. A couple episodes ago, I talked about the Sparkle Creed of Christianity, this new, very friendly creed, and um, it's very... Well, it's everything but repentance. There's no repentance in it. I criticized it for that. Uh, I criticized it for not having any sense of self. It was like everything's good, everything's glamorous, everything's wonderful. But it doesn't have the message of repentance. But we need that because we need to repent and we need to change in order to move on. You can't get from one point to the other if you, you know, it's like if you have a business and the business is going wrong. How do you how do you improve your business? Well, you have to fix what is wrong. Plain and simple. A businessman knows that. But do we do it in our social lives? Yes and no. So I do may- need to make a comment. I have noticed that the uh, video that I'm watching in front of me, if this is what you are receiving, it says that it's great, but I'm noticing some jilting, so my apologies. Um, hopefully, it's not too annoying. Uh. One of these days, I'll get it all perfect for you. And if you have suggestions, and I've asked this before, if you have any suggestions for streaming to help me, please, please put them down below. I'm, I'm not too sure about buying bigger or better cameras. I may, I don't know, we'll see. We'll, we'll experiment with this one some more. All right, back, back to the writing. So, um, it says, change will never come until... Sorry. Uh... Skipping. change will never come until the same message of repentance is revived again. Peter's message in Acts pricked the hearts of his listeners, and they were compelled to say, What shall we do? Any true message of encouragement will always include calls to repentance. Instead of ignoring the prevailing sins and disobedience of the times, we must confront them. Only as the prophetic voice that calls us to repent is revived and accepted can the times of a refreshing rain occur. So... We, we tend to ignore the sins of the world and, and the disobedience in the world doing, and we become a part of it. We become a part of the sins. We rejoice in the sin. We rejoice in the disobedience. We rejoice in the breaking of God's laws or covenants or whatever. But that's not how we grow. It is one approach that happens. Um, I actually know a, a Christian minister who used to be really about repentance and now is a progressive Christian who is just going for it. I don't know why, just kind of went full-on like rainbows and drag queens and everything. And am like, that is, that is the message this article is condemning. This is before the drag queen stuff is going on. But we can't follow the world. We have to step out of the world. And it's scary, and it's isolating, and it may not be politically correct, but that's what we really have to do. Because if everything is acceptable, if everything is good, if everything is encouraged good or bad, then there is no repentance, and there is no real growth. There's a lot of stagnation. I've talked about this before. And many of you watching this, you know this. This is just a reminder show. Let us continue to read. This means we must preach both the cross of Christ and the new life of purity and freedom from sin. We must tell people that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. We must talk about salvation and warn against perdition. We must preach about grace and sin, faith and obedience, judgment and mercy, a God who is love and just. And we must preach about a God who forgives, but who also compels us to declare all His truth. His truth. Not Joe's truth next door. Joe's truth next door is not eternal. And without sin do we have grace. Without obedience can we have faith. Without mercy is there really judgment? And if there's no judgment, where are we? What are we doing? There must be a revival, this says a reformation, repentance, and a willingness to stand on truth if we are ever going to finish the work, because the work can only be finished as it is accompanied by divine power. We can no longer remain silent while a floodgate of wickedness goes unchecked. Deep calls for repentance need to take place in every institution established by God. There must be a revival both in the pews and the pulpits. Every pastor and follower and layman has a solemn, sacred burden that they must fulfill. They must understand their enormous responsibility of preaching the difficult truths that are deemed unpopular by today's culture. I don't need to say any more. You know exactly what this means, and I know many of you following. You you put your comments here, and I read them, and and they're echoing. They're echoing what this person has said. Um, sadly, today we have puppets in the pulpit who are repeating every silly, trendy new fad that is found in the world instead of staying true to the prophet. Word of God, many are siding with every foolish activist cause that comes along. Global warming, eucumenism, wealth redistribution, LGBT plus inclusion, feminism, and other social causes. I've mentioned before a church here in town that they don't have a Bible study group. There's none whatsoever. But they had, they had, maybe they still do, a uh, Demand Trump's Tax Returns group. And they, what they do is, I, get the, I guess they get together and protest, or they used to, which is interesting to me, because when you're standing on the street going, tax returns, give us a tax returns, how are you discussing the word of the Lord? You're not. How are you learning anything? You're not. How are you actually doing anything that involves the big guy? Well, you're really not. Always bug me. I... But then this is a church where I believe the word God was a four-letter word. It was a bad word. We don't want to mention God. We might offend somebody. We have to be with every activist cause that comes along. No matter how transparent or overnight or whatever they are. Staying faithful to God means rejecting the worldly secular standards and rules. Let's pause there for a minute. This is true when you read the Ramayana, when you read the Bhagavad Gita. And the world was very different. This is true when you read about uh, Swami Narayan, when you read the Rig Veda. It is telling you here to reject the world. Not much has changed. Do we pay attention? No. Nobody reads this book anymore. Man has set up his own standard of truth and righteousness. This world has its own way of living that is incompatible with the word of God. Whenever God's people start embracing and proclaiming these same unbiblical popular theories, we cannot continue deceiving ourselves that somehow this is all part of God's calling and this is how the world will work and this is how the work will end. I agree with that. I see a lot of teachers to bring it more into the sunatana dharma world. A lot of gurus who proclaim this and they proclaim that. And I'm just like, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. Sort of the, that's new age spirituality for me. That's the Deepak Chopra world. And what is that? It's trendy. It's trendy. It's going with whatever's popular today and, and saying that it's big. I'm going to Continue reading here a quote from Timothy 1, chapter 4, verses 2 to 4, from the Bible. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, extort with all long-suffering doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they reap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Preach the word, not your fishing trips. Preach the word, not a bunch of motivational quotes. Preach the word, not the social gospel, which is a mixture of half-truths with Marxist error. And that's very true. Actually, I was reading today about, I was watching a video today on Christian nationalism, which you may have heard of, and it is also very Marxist. So the whole, the whole game is rigged, whatever side you're on. It's all rigged against you, because no government wants you to preach the word, because the word goes beyond governments. They want you to put your fishing tricks. I love this one. Preach the word, not a bunch of motivational quotes. I know so many people who I swear their spirituality is based on Facebook memes. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, that's it. That's as far as they go. Doesn't even matter what their spirituality is. It's basically just Facebook. No, I got an example. I got an example. I literally had someone earlier today ask me what I thought of Sad Guru. And I said, well, I mean, I he's okay. Could be worse. Um, we have different points of views on things, and we have a different approach to the scripture. But you know, it could be worse. What, what, why? What are you asking? He goes. Oh, I follow him on my Facebook. He's he's so inspirational. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, he is. And the guy said, Well, I don't really want to get into Hinduism, but you know, and I, I'm not religious, but you know, I kind of believe in something. So I like I like to see his quotes on my Facebook. Okay, so, so and he pulls out his phone and he starts showing me. So this guy's religious fever, religious background, religious study is a 10-word or 15-word quote that comes up on Facebook. When the chips are down, how's that going to hold up for you? That's all i got to say. Is that motivational quote something you can hold in your heart and really put faith into? Probably not. I'm 99% sure it's not, because there's no substance to it. You're not building a connection with God over it. Let Let us finish this up. Today, too many pastors are worrying about how the truth might offend some special interest group. Yeah. It seems that this generation of preachers would rather remain silent and offend God than to preach all of his counsels. Not until the prophetic preaching of truth and righteousness is restored in our pulpits can there ever be revival and reformation. Only God's prophetic word can bring the experience that he so longs for us to have. And there's more, but it's very, very Christian, and I skipped it. And I realized earlier I use the wrong definition of councils when quoting something um, I said at the very beginning uh, resurrect the prophetic with all of its councils and and this was not meant as actual councils but <laughs> as the other types of councils I'm going to keep my point though valid because I do think a prophet doesn't always act silently there are others and, and there's many prophets in the world so I'm going to keep my point but I was wrong there I had the wrong had the wrong thing. They were using it in the uh, Christian way (laughs) and not the general terminology. This is true, though. How many many teachers, how many gurus, how many whatever are looking to work with the latest group, work with the latest trend, be popular, and become a social media star for saying the right things? In America, we know you'll be kicked off the media if you say the wrong things. But still, it's not the way to create a thriving world and if saying the right things so you don't get kicked off is your religion there's it's kind of a weak religion it's kind of empty because there's no soul there you're just doing what you need to do to become famous because you're afraid of being canceled even though the ones who are canceled and the ones who suffer are the ones we remember we remember the Gandhis we remember the Martin Luther Kings we don't remember the activist who did supposedly the right thing? We don't remember the activists who went, Come on, people, you know, Adolf, he's cool. He's cool. He knows what he's doing. We need to support Adolf. The, the Jews, you know, they poisoned the water. We don't remember any of those people. But we remember the one, was it Bonhoeffer or somebody, the ministers, whoever, who died preaching the words that no one wanted them to preach. We remember them. That final sentence too, only God's prophetic word can bring the experience that he so longs for us to have. And I say this all the time on this channel. How do we learn God? We learn God through his word. How do we know what God wants for us? We bring his word into our life and we make it real. We make it living. We make the word of God something that is heart and soul to us. And then we we connect with God. Otherwise, it's like having a husband or wife who you never speak to. How do you bond with them if you never communicate with them or you never see them? You, You don't. You can't. Hmm. Yes. I will be talking more in a future episode and digging into what is a prophet. And... Who is a prophet? Today, this is sort of an introductory thing. That, you know, just repeating that we need prophets. We do. We need them. We need their hope, if nothing else. But we need the right prophets. We don't need the prophets. We don't need the prophets who are going along, as this says, with every um, inclusion, feminism, social cause, whatever. We don't need the climate change prophet. We need the prophet that speaks bigger than the moment. They're hard to find. There's very few out there. Well, not really, very few, but maybe I'll just say they're hard to find. That's who we need. We need them for our soul. Because, really, our lives are bigger than this moment. For those of us here on YouTube or you know, whatever you're watching this on, I'm speaking to beyond just my daily life. I'm speaking to the bigger world. I th- I think I am. I'd like to think I am. And those listening to me, maybe I don't know why you're here or what you're looking for, but you may, you may be coming here to find something to help you reach the bigger world, touch the bigger world, change the bigger world. It's not just about you. You don't come on this channel to learn how to be a millionaire. <laughs> and even though I'm starting a business, I, I don't plan on being a millionaire. I, I doubt that's the uh, what's going to happen. I'm here to make the best of my life. And I think you are too. And you want to make the best of other people's lives because that makes you happy to see others succeed. Makes me happy. Anyways, I'm going to end here I'm gonna say thank you for watching and I seriously do mean that because I have seen camera this thing shutter freeze and and hopefully it's not been too distracting it's very strange I I I don't understand I'll figure out this stream thing it looks like it's about every minute now it's freezing we're gonna give this camera a few more tries I I have no way of connecting it up to YouTube. It won't connect directly, and I need an encoder. Um, if any of you know how to make it work, please let me know. I—I uh, I mean, I'll spend even more money and get a bigger camera. But I'm just what I get on these um, Amazon reviews, and they're like Dollar dollars camera works fine. I don't have four hundred dollars to spend, and I—I uh, I don't know. Anyways. I'm kind of willing to live with the jumping around Mr. Roboto thing, because previously, if you've watched this enough, you know that my pixelation was really bad, to the point where one episode I had to just completely redo with another visual, so I'd rather have a jumping around thing than something that just actually cannot be watched. So we'll see. This is a cry for help. This is a cry for some... from um, webcam... prophecy? <laughs> no, that was that was a bad joke. Anyways. I'm going to bring this to a close. to say thank you for all of you for joining me. As always, thank you for supporting this channel. Please subscribe. Also, if you'd like to check out some things that I do and, and contribute to this channel, um, see my website link down below. I'm a writer. I have a bunch of books. i got a fiction book coming out soon. It's been delayed by a couple months, though. Um, check that out. All my stuff is on Amazon under my real name, not my spiritual name. And questions, comments, uh. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. You know how it goes. So I'm just going to say thank you, as always, for joining me uh, here from Portland, Maine uh, on a Tuesday evening, (laughs) whatever it is, wherever you are. I wish you the best. Please, let me know what you're up to and what you're doing and share your world with me down in the comments below. And let's keep the darkness away and be the right and the good prophecy of the word of the lord and until next time jai shri krishna jai shri hari krishna hari krishna, krishna 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 hari 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 rama hari rama 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 hari hari